Part two coming at you here today with the Sam Evans experience, the Justin Bieber experience didn't last too long. So we're going to keep it focused here on Sam Evans as today we are going to get into all things Sam Evans from seasons four into season five, uh, only for that first part of season five, which doesn't sound like a lot, but there actually is a little bit to get into. We're obviously entering uh, Sam's senior year and, uh, you know, his relationship with Brittany is about to take off. Uh, we're about to get into to the Blam territory uh, sooner or later here in season four. So lots to unpack as we get to part two today, of course, later followed by the next 10 songs in Sam's countdown. Uh, are you ready to talk some season four? I'm on. Yes, I am ready to talk some season four, some season four, Samuel. Yes. Uh, some, you know, will uh, will not be as big of a fan as of this Sam. And I think when I say that, I specifically have in mind a uh, recurring guest on, on the choir room, Matt Gagan, who uh, I remember when he was watching uh, for the first time, was like, I really, really do not like Sam here uh, because Sam is going to start to take a bit of a shift into being a little bit more of um of a like now we're going to start to see what direction we're going in with this character of okay maybe he is a little bit on the dumber side um he's going to kind of morph into this male version of Britney's character especially as we're going to uh somewhat lose Britney's character at the end of season four uh she'll be you know a little less on the show so we're going to see that shift start to happen here but uh you know the first two seasons that Sam was around he was not a main character for, uh, season four, Cordover Street is promoted to a series regular, so it's time to like get into his story, uh, you know, in in the Glee universe. Yeah, uh, this is a big shift, um, or maybe depending on how you want to look at it, an unveiling of who Sam really is. Um, because, yeah, we uh, get to learn all about the inner machinations of one Sam Evans, how he thinks, how he moves. And uh, yeah, he has—he's got his own particular brand of uh, of humor uh, that really gets highlight um, this season and catches the eye of many of the other characters. So yeah, interesting season for sure. The seniors have moved on to new lives uh, lives for each of them. So Sam and Blaine and Tina and Artie are really going to take the front and center stage as far as the new directions go with a bunch of, you know, newbies behind them with the Marley and Jake crew and all them. Uh, so the season's going to open up. We're going to see that, uh, you know, we have this whole competition going to be the new Rachel. Sam isn't really anywhere near that. He doesn't, you know, he's not out here trying to be the star of the show. So, you know, good on him for taking a backseat for that. Um, we do see him get a little bit insecure though when Jake auditions and he's you know everyone's commenting on how hot he is how hot the new guy is and Sam's like no no he's not like it's my it's my spot I'm supposed to be the hot guy around here but uh we're going to actually start to get into like the meat of Sam's stuff here which is quite the phrase uh as uh Britney's gonna have a bit of a meltdown in episode two Britney 2.0 is of course the episode where Britney is really struggling Santana's been gone for a while you know a bit now and they haven't been communicating as much and 
Britney's not too happy about it. She ends up resigning from the Glee Club, uh, you know, while she's having this meltdown. But Sam's going to kind of come and save the day and, uh, you know, kind of lift her spirits back up. Uh, he le- leaves her like a bit of a map to the auditorium where she comes and finds Sam. And he tells her that he knows what she's trying to do here, uh, intentionally hitting rock bottom so that she can make a glorious comeback just like Britney did, uh, other Britney did. Uh, and Britney's like, you know what? You're right. Uh, you know, I, I did not realize, uh, you know, how smart you are, uh, that he's able to pick up on this. And Sam's like, yeah, you know, you and I think the same, maybe because we're both blonde. So we got to get Sam all of the blondes in his life. Um, Brittany, you know, admits how much she misses Santana, but Sam is going to offer to be there for her as, you know, for, for now, just as a friend. So uh, these two characters never really were in any kind of storyline together for the first two seasons, but we're making new connections here. And this is the start of uh, of Sid. <laughs> or, or Bram, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> yeah, it's Bram. Yeah, we uh, we don't really get to see a lot of the, the two of them ever really interacting in, in any of the other seasons prior. So this is our first time. I think this is, I mean, this happens a lot with Brittany um, for season four because it, it season four is a very Sam and, and Brittany-centric season, especially towards the beginning. I remember when this happened that I wasn't particularly... Uh, like excited to see where this was going it sort of seemed like why to me um because at this point sam really is just moving his way through all these girls and it's like okay can he be alone is that an option uh and does does sam or does does britney have to choose him as the person to like help her get over santana i don't know i just wasn't particularly electrified by this decision but it is what it is i guess yeah, they just had to, you know, make new connections with all of these kids. Uh, not, not any of it is like, you know, it's kind of just trying new things out since they still have, you know, this whole season to fill up with new directions content of all these people who like a lot of, you know, their interactions, both Sam and Brittany were with the uh, the seniors that are now gone. So we got to make some new connections here. Um, and we're going to, you know, very quickly kind of get into some serious stuff here. Uh, and Sorry, not serious. Uh, some uh, some uh, some more compelling stuff, I guess you could say, with the election that comes up. Uh, Brittany is going to be running against Blaine uh, for, you know, to be student council president. Uh, Artie is going to end up as Brittany's running mate. And Sam is disappointed about that because, uh, you know, Brittany didn't choose him. But Brittany's like, you know, I didn't want to like ruin our friendship, but I have a great idea. Uh, Blaine is going to pick you to be his running mate. And Brittany like pushes him onto uh, to Blaine, be like, Blaine, you got to pick Sam. It's going to be a great idea. And Sam is going to try to pitch himself to Blaine, who doesn't, you know, seem too receptive to the idea at first. He's like, oh, come on. I can help you with, the, you know, the not gay vote. I can do impressions like I got this. Like we'll get, you know, uh, my family's on food stamps. That'll earn us some th- sympathy. Uh, so, you know, Blaine, like I said, not the most uh, into the idea at first, but is a eventually going to come around on it and we get a pretty fun episode with uh the celebrity skin of it all and everything that's happening here as the election is uh, on the horizon i can't remember what this motivation was for sam because i remember i mean this this was all britney's idea right like her and britney have been or him and britney have been hanging out a little bit and then she decides uh to was it that he wanted to run with britney and then britney declined and said no and then he, she was like yeah why don't you just go with blaine was that how this happened? Or did she just out of the blue just tell Blaine, hey, here's Sam. He'll be your vice presidential candidate. I, can't I mean, I don't remember the exact timeline, but I'm pretty sure that Sam was just like, you know, once he found out that Brittany made a decision uh, to pick somebody else that wasn't him after they had just kind of recently connected, uh, I think he just had his feelings a little bit hurt. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that sounds familiar because – so this really has – I mean, Sam never really wanted 
this to begin with. He was just hanging with Britney. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. The you know you can never really picture uh, Sam being someone that's that's like out here trying to run for student council office. Uh, but yeah, once everybody when everybody else is doing it, and uh, he realizes that he's getting kind of left out, so he wants to jump in. Um, and yeah, so Blaine's gonna end up letting him be a part of this, and then we see uh, that neither Blaine, no, I'm sorry, not uh, neither Sam or Brittany are prepared for what's to come here in this debate, or if they get elected. Um, so that's what creates you know such a fun. Uh, the song that comes up and then the ensuing debate as a, they're just a mess. Oh, Brittany's prepared. She's just prepared in a way that you wouldn't expect her to be prepared. But Sam on the other end, yeah, has no idea what he's talking about, but Hey, I'm here for the, uh, for the topless Tuesdays or the shirtless, whatever the hell he was calling them (laughs) when his abs were on full display. Yes. Uh, he's got my vote. Yeah, so Blaine's going to end up letting Sam, you know, ru- uh, run by his side. And the two of them are actually going to end up winning the election. Uh, Brittany is going to end up tanking things for Artie, despite Artie doing such a great job with, uh, you know, his part of the speech. But, uh, you know, hard to vote for somebody who wants to uh, pretty much eliminate weekends and summertime. So uh, that's Brittany's deal there. But Sam and Blaine are going to win. And we're pretty much at the true start of Blam here. Uh, Blaine and Sam coming together as new BFFs. Uh, they're going to, you know, just they're they're coming together here they're making something happen for the two of them to start off the school year uh Brittany and sam still you know despite the uh the fact that they were at odds in the election they're still bonding a little bit here at breadsticks i think both of them might have even said that they voted for each other uh so they seem mm-hmm. content with the election results and uh, well no she you know, he voted like for be going somewhere. he voted he voted for Brittany, but Brittany voted for herself <laughs> okay she was so, like i yeah. would have i would have voted for you but i just wanted to win is what she said right <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're seeing the start of uh, of Blam and uh, Br- Br- Brittany and Sam also kind of uh, seem to be going in a positive direction. Yeah, um, they uh, definitely seem to be getting a little closer, uh, a little flirty, a little romantic. So yeah, uh, this is girl number what five? Yeah, this is girl number five. No, four. <laughs> If those are, if those of you at home are uh, keeping tally uh, on what we've got so far, yeah, because Quinn, then Santana, then Mercedes, this is girl number three. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Um, but it's time to get into some dynamic duets as we further explore the world of Blam. And uh, we're going to turn them into actual superheroes uh, going into that episode. Yes. Uh, and what does what is he again? He's I forget what he is. He's. The blonde chameleon. Sorry, I was I was looking for because I had the notes pulled up, but I had the tab like missing. Okay, he's he goes as the blonde chameleon, an alter ego with superpowers of impersonations. There it is. Yeah, of course, of course. How could I forget that? How can anybody forget that? So this is the episode where Blaine is really considering going back to Dalton. He's just broken up with Kurt. He's all depressed and lonely, and he feels like he doesn't have a connection to McKinley anymore. So what's the point? Uh. The Warblers, who are now under the leadership of Hunter, steal the New Directions trophy and bait Blaine into going back over there where they get him to sing a song with them again, which is like, oh, my God, maybe I should go back to, to the Warblers. So Sam has to pretty much slap Blaine and get his shit back together and say, like, look, like, yeah, you did a bad thing with Kurt. You hurt him. But, you know, banishing yourself to Dalton is not going to change anything. Like, why do you feel like leaving us the rest of your friends that you have made is the solution here. Um, so he really becomes, you know, Blaine's guide through this episode. And, you know, they've already been spending some time together during the campaign. And not so not only is Sam 
you know, establishing deeper connections with Brittany, but he's also establishing deeper connections with Blaine. He's just a, you know, really cool guy this season. Yeah, for some reason, Blaine thinks that, you know, Dalton is going to bring, I guess, I don't know, more discipline or just make him like, you know, not (laughs) make him like get back to whatever, you know, whatever he feels like he might have been at before everything happened with uh, with Kurt, that whole mess there. But yeah, no, Sam just made a a new like BFF. He doesn't want to let him go. He doesn't want to see Blaine get out of here. And, you know, not only are they connecting on a friend level, um, you know, Blaine is really, you know, standing out as one of the stars of the glee club like they need him there's no way that blaine can just go running back to dalton and everybody be okay with it so sam's gonna come in here talk some sense into him uh they do they perform heroes together you know sam is like give me one day uh to find the hero within you and uh you know show you that this is where you belong here with me with us uh and their friendship is going to continue to blossom here the bromance you know alive and well uh as blaine decides he's going to stay they head back to dalton they get the trophy back and you know it's a, a fun episode there as uh, we see the heroes uh, of it all. So, yeah, Blam is uh, is going strong. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, going farther into the season, the New Directions are going to end up losing its sectionals, not in part due to anything Sam or Blaine related uh, or even Brittany. Uh, obviously, we know the story there with Miss Marley Rose. Um, so everybody's pretty upset and pretty down about how, you know, the New Directions are probably over at this point. It's so early in the year. They've never lost at sectionals. So what are they going to do? And uh, we're going to continue on with Sam and Brittany because Sam is going to make that uh, line of Cheerios, not the real Cheerios, or, or, or not the human Cheerios, I should say, uh, the cereal Cheerios, uh, to lure Brittany into that classroom to be alone together. And he's going to admit to her that he really likes her uh, because he thinks that she's the only one who like truly understands him. Uh, and she's like, yeah, no, I get it. You know, you are a genius. I think you're awesome. I think you do great impressions. Uh, admiring everything about Sam that he, you know, feels uh, it makes him who he is. And uh, he talks about how they've never sang a love song together and he would like to do that. So they sing something stupid together and uh, he's hoping that this will bring them really close together. But Brittany's going to have to stop him uh, before he can actually get that kiss in because uh, Brittany has a lot of lesbian friends all over the country that are going to be knowing what goes on in Brittany's life. And if they find out that she's out here kissing Sam, they are not going to react too kindly. The Britannia stands are being spoken. The, Br- the Britannia stands are the, they're stoking yes. the flames of the of the of the Britannia stands and the uh greater lesbian community of the united states of america because <laughs> it's a thing i uh like you I stay away you from that is. boy and all those abs and that hair get away from him Brittany. santana will call your phone back later today i promise yeah um th- i mean they they seem to be having a really good time together Brittany really enjoys him he's taking her mind off of santana and he enjoys her too like they do have a lot of things in common this this year so the relationship is flourishing, and of course, it's going to be uh, pretty threatening to somebody like uh, like Santana. But um, I mean, I, I I I guess this is like around the time where I'm like, okay, I guess I see it for Bram. Like them singing something stupid together is really really cute, and like I I appreciate that there's like a little bit of hesitation from Britney because it lets you know that she's not just gonna dive into this, but. Sam, you know, he he does all of this crazy stuff for her. Like he gets he comes down to Britney's level, which I think is something that not a lot of people have done, not even Santana on some levels. You know, I feel like with Santana, I mean, she she just she of course accepts Britney for who she is, um and she can see the genius in a lot of what Britney does, but there isn't really anybody that comes down to Britney's wavelength the way that Sam has been able to do. Like leaving the mm-hmm. the, the 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 Cheerios out 
for Brittany to follow at the beginning of the season. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and uh, go back to, you know, season two, already calling her stupid. It's like, you know, she's taken a lot from a lot of different people. And while there are people like Santana who, you know, uh, fully understand and get her everything that you're saying for sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's Sam that is is not just like understanding Britney, but he's understanding her because he's like, I am this as well. Uh, which, you know, kind of is just the way that the character is being written to this point. Hard to say if this is exactly who we might have thought Sam was when we first met him. But uh, at this point, you know, that's the direction that we're going with him and it's like all right i'll take it I'll, I'll believe it and you know the two of them like you said they're connecting really strongly here uh just on like a very you know like we get each other kind of thing uh so later on britney's gonna end up coming around and saying you know what uh l let's give this a shot uh she makes a reservation for the vip booth at breadsticks and wants sam to come with her uh and she's like sam you're the only one who's been able to make me smile since santana left and uh you know i don't want to waste any more time and they share a kiss there and you know it's just it's there it's going so well there that they're they're going to uh, take it, you know, even farther because why not? Uh, I, I don't know why. You know, <laughs> let's just pretend that uh, that this is actually part of like uh, the whole story of, of uh, Brittany and Sam here. Uh, the way that they're just going to go into the next episode and get married because why not? Uh, the, the, obviously, this episode is meant to be taken from a little bit of a uh, comedy standpoint rather than like this is genuinely where we're going with their story. But you know, it's a nice little uh, you know comedy bit in the middle uh, as the two of them are going to get married on the uh, you know on the brink of a Mayan. Mayan apocalypse, a Mayan apocalypse. Come on, words. Come on, get them out, Matt. Uh, Mayan apocalypse that's on the way. Yes, this is uh, the Glee Actually episode. Um, and yeah, I mean, tie that knot. You never know when the end of the well. I guess they do know when the end of the world is coming. So they, they go ahead, let all of their peers know what they think about them, and they get married. They 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 get married in the locker room with Coach Beast officiating. It's a beautiful ceremony. Uh, she is his his star wife and he is her star husband and they i guess they go back to sam's place and then like i don't know what they do all night but we they, we see them the next morning with like rappers and soda bottles and all sorts of shit everywhere and also the rest of the world is there with them because it mm -hmm. did not end and yet they still think that they're married Rachel and Kurt, um, Rachel and Kurt, Rachel and Finn uh, tried and could not do it. Uh, Will and Emma tried and could not do it. And Brittany and Sam said, you know what? We're going to get married and we're going to do it in this episode right here, right now. And uh, and it, it all went, you know, happily ever after. Just imagine, though, like if they actually uh, stayed true to this, like this being like a marriage and Coach Beast didn't change his mind and be like, uh, or not change his mind, but just be like, oh, actually, that's not real. Like, you guys aren't married. And they went around for, like, the rest of season four actually thinking that they were Mr. and Mrs. Sam Evans, Sam and Brittany I Evans. I mean, I kind of wanted Santana to be involved in this plotline a little bit, but alas, she's not in this Christmas special at all. But uh, to get Santana's reaction, especially knowing that she would know that the Mayan shit was not real, like, the conflict that that would have created would have been A1. I would have loved to see that. <laughs> You're not married, Brittany. <laughs> they are not married um, which is probably a better thing because there's you know let's go let, let, let's be serious here uh, the show is all about being as serious as possible so uh, let's be serious here um, Sadie Hawkins 
it's time for the Sadie Hawkins dance. And uh, we saw what happened at sectionals uh, with everything with Marley. But uh, there seems to be more that we need to uncover here about exactly what went down there, because there could be a chance here for the New Directions to get back in it, because Sam is going to take it upon himself to look deeper into the case of the Dalton Academy Warblers and the possible usage of steroids uh, by people on their team. Yeah, uh, Sam is going to take lead on this because he's determined to have uh, himself and Blaine also kind of by his side to solve this case. Um, you know, the two of them are getting close. They're even sharing chapstick now because they're such good bros. Um, Brittany and Sam are going to go to the Sadie Hawkins dance together because, you know, Sam, uh, I'm sorry, Brittany asks Sam. That's the point of the dance. So uh, while they're at the dance, uh, something, you know, things are starting. The wheels are really starting to get in motion here. Uh, the calls that Sam has been putting out are really starting to come together. Blaine and Tina are out here slow dancing together in the middle of the dance floor. Uh, but Sam is going to stop it, interrupt the dance, interrupt them uh, and bring Blaine over to the locker room. And the two of them are going to go at it. I mean, uh, the two of them are going to uncover the truth about the warblers and the steroid usage of it all. Finn's there. Hunter is uh, not Hunter. Uh, Trent is there. The lost warbler is there. And they're really going to get to the bottom of this and, you know, essentially save the new directions from uh, not having a rest of their season by finding out the truth here. So go Sam. Yeah, we don't really get to see him do all of the legwork for this, but um, we kind of speed right on to him collecting all of the evidence and showing uh, uh, Finn and Blaine what he'd found and all of this stuff. And yeah, I mean, maybe he was wrong about the Mayan apocalypse and the, that big conspiracy, but he's sure as hell going to be right about this because, yep, the uh, Warblers end up getting disqualified. And it's such a great thing that um, he was able to convince Blaine to stay because... Blaine would have left only to get disqualified in his senior year Imagine. at sectionals. Awful. <laughs> Imagine getting disqualified twice. And then actually they should have let Blaine's ashes go over there so he could get disqualified and then have him come whining back to the uh, <laughs> to the new directions. Please, please let me get back in. Let me in, please. Everybody has a dark side. Do you love me? Do you love mine? Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, so Sam solved it, you know, figured it all out, got everybody back on their feet here, saved a lot of people on his end of things from, you know, an embarrassing uh, end to their New Directions Glee Club run. So, yeah, things are all great. Uh, we are back in the mix for the New Directions to be competing at regionals. Um, and now it's time to start to figure out how exactly we're going to, you know, it's senior year, right? So some of these characters have to figure out what's next. Uh, Sam, Brittany. Blaine, they're all seniors. So Sam and Brittany are actually going to take a trip to Fig uh, Principal Figgins' office, and uh, we're starting to learn just how senior year is going for the two of them, uh, with Brittany and Sam learning some news that uh, I don't think they quite expected. Yeah, so Brittany, uber smart, scored pretty well in her SATs. She gets to it at any college that she wants to. Sam, on the other hand, yeah, not so much. Not so much. He yeah. apparently scored the lowest out of any of the seniors in his class. I think he. I think they were uh, told that they recorded the highest and lowest ever recorded at McKinley. So Brittany, with the highest SAT scores the school has ever seen, I guess a perfect score, and uh, Sam with the worst. So I don't know if that means he got nothing correct or just maybe got his name right, but pretty, uh, pretty opposite ends of the spectrum there. Yo, Figgins really called them back to the main stage and was like, "Welcome back, ladies. You represent the top and the bottom of the week." <laughs> yes. And they fully thought it was the other way around. Sam was like, oh, wow, Brittany, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Sam is going to become uber interested in fitness. I mean, we've known this about him since season two. He prides himself on his physical prowess. 
and his uh and his physique. Um, and so he is just gonna go balls to the wall uh during uh during this week. And this is also is this this isn't the week with this isn't the same no, it's a different episode. I'm mixing episodes together. Which episode is the one where they do the Man of McKinley calendar? Is that this episode? No, that's this one. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, the calendar the calendar idea has been presented by Tina, and uh, that's why right. all the New Directions boys are also trying to get in shape. But Sam's going to push himself especially hard uh, right. in this week because, you know, all the guys are looking at him to help them get in shape. And Sam also, you know, after finding out that he had those awful SAT scores, uh, Brittany is trying to comfort him. And she's like, well, at least, you know, you have your body. You know, you have your great body that's going to help you in the future. Uh, you know, just exactly the words you want to hear of like, you know, maybe you're stupid as hell, but at least your body is good looking. Um, so yeah, he like shows up to school in a bathing suit. He's really trying to just, you know, see, all right. So if this is what I'm working with to like get forward into, into my future, uh, we got to make sure it's good. We got to make sure it's toned. We got to be disciplined. And, you know, he's stressing out pretty hard, pretty hardcore about all of it. I mean, although this is extremely shallow and very unhealthy, the way that he's handling this, it's also not a bad business decision, especially given what we know now about social media. I mean, we've talked about this before, about how Sam could definitely amass quite a following, based off of his looks alone, whether it be Instagram, whether it be... I mean, he could probably do well on TikTok, too, because obviously people eat up his impressions. So if you combine that with the way that he looks, he'd be a freaking social media sensation. So, you know, if college didn't work out, he probably still create a luxury, uh, a lucrative career for himself. So... I mean, catch Sam Evans in the top 1% of OnlyFans creators. Just saying. Oh, yeah, definitely. But would Sam do sex work? I mean... Stripping, I think he'd, I think he'd do the stripping, but I feel like his Christian morals might, you know, draw the line at sex work. <laughs> that not, I can't not that there's anything wrong with sex work. I mean, I think it's valid, but I don't, I don't know if a lot of Christians, you know, believe the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Um, but yeah, he's really we'll, getting everybody we'll, ready to we'll go. We'll save with that the... for the fan fiction. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Sam's really getting everybody all set for this calendar shoot here. We get the performance of Centerfold mashed up with Hot in Here, uh, which is uh, a really fun Sam song. Uh, you know, he leads the way there and all the guys are uh, getting their spray tans on and, you know, getting the pump on uh, as they are preparing for the calendar shoot. Uh, Blaine is really trying to talk him out of pushing himself as hard as he is, though, because obviously Sam's body is perfect just the way it is. And everybody's trying to, like, remind him of that. But Blaine especially is like, dude, you got to lighten up. Uh, everybody loves you for who you are, not because you, like, are are good looking uh, and if it's coming from Blaine you know it's it's true <laughs> so Blaine already you know falling in love with Sam uh, Sam's gonna tr take a visit to Miss Pillsbury's office uh, who tells him that he should you know because he, he's he's kind of floundering all over the place right now worried about his future uh, and she says to him well why don't you write an essay about your experiences and accomplishments and how you've been affected or uh, or how you have affected or improved the lives of like everybody else around you like you've made an impact on a lot of people and Sam is kind of like struggling to to take that uh, idea and turn it into something uh, he's like I I'm sh you know I don't think he like thinks that he's not done anything to impact anybody but like it's not coming too clear to him of like the exact uh, you know impact he's had on all the people around him so uh, you know BFF is going to come in to save the day here as Blaine is going to put together an entire video filled with uh, people you know all of his friends and peers talking about just what Sam has done for him uh, for them in their lives you know Mercedes talking about how 
if it wasn't for Sam, uh, you know, she wouldn't have had this recording contract in L.A. and all the stuff that she's doing now. Everybody talking a little bit about, you know, just how grateful they are to have Sam in their lives. And it's just, you know, a really nice video. Uh, Sam is going to be very thankful to Blaine and, you know, appreciative that he helped him out. And uh, ultimately, you know, Sam is going to end the episode in an OK place. You know, he doesn't have it all figured out just yet, but he's got support by his side and now he's going to go, you know, use the support that he just got into helping Artie. You know, Artie was like trying to not do the calendar. He didn't want to take his shirt off, but Sam is going to go ahead and, you know, be like, you know, Artie, you and I are in this together. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll both, you know, wear a shirt for the calendar and, you know, go forward with that. So, um, you know, definitely uh, a big hurdle here, though, as he figures out that his future is not going to be as easy to plan as he might have hoped for it to be. Uh, but he does have different avenues. He does have a lot of people that are supporting him in in his corner and you know definitely could uh, could be worse yeah definitely could be worse and i mean we have to remember just you know how challenging he's had um of a time during his high school career what with his family being displaced and everything and not even really having to he, i'm not we're not even really sure what became of his family did they move back to ohio i'm, I'm, I'm assuming that they did but even during most of season three he wasn't even living with his family he was living with with i assume finn so He's had a really interesting, unorthodox time in high school. And so um, it was nice that, you know, once again, the Glee Club is there to sort of, you know, be that support system for him and to remind him that, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you are good at. and There's a lot of stuff that you can, you know, make out of yourself. You don't like it doesn't have to be college or bust. And if you if you want college to remain a part of your life story, there are there are still avenues to get there. Like you you can retake the test. You know what I mean? Like there's there's still stuff for you to do. So um, it seems that the be a popular theme with a lot of the male students here, like because we had the same thing with Finn in the last season with not right. really knowing what to do with um, themselves after they leave. But yeah, I, I like this scene, too. I think it's a really nice moment between Blaine and, and, and Sam. It's kind of like one of the more formative scenes of their entire relationship. It's really, really cool. Speaking of relationships, though. Yeah. Trouble in Paradise. <laughs> Yeah. Santana's back, bitch. She back. The bitch is back. Gonna dress you up in my lab. She is back with a vengeance, okay? And she does not like the fact that Sam has been using his salamander lips to be sucking face with Britney. And she is here to claim the heart and soul <laughs> of one <Whoa>. Britney S. Pierce. <laughs> of one Britney, Britney S. Pierce. Back for your soul. She challenges Sam to a vocal duel, and so once that happens, you already know that Santana's going to win, so I don't even know why Sam even agreed to this. Like, if Sebastian couldn't beat her, I don't know what made you think that you could beat her. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they sing, uh, make no mistake, she's mine. Of course, Santana beats him, but Sam is going to implore her. Like, look, Brittany's happy. She's in a good space right now. Like, And I'm not saying that the two of you didn't have something special. Of course you did, but you're not here you like you can't really f- fulfill your duties as a girlfriend with the way that things are going with you right now and the two of us are happy can you just let us be happy and santana's like no and then five minutes later in the episode she's like all right fine i'll go to new york <laughs> yeah she's gonna uh, hop on uh you know uh, uh some girl on fire transition over to the uh, new york subway and you know emerge in the street there to begin santana's uh you know season four actual adventure for herself there um but yeah i mean just one stop in the way uh stop along the way to come back home and to try to figure out what's happening here we'll talk about it you know more from santana's perspective when we get up to that because this isn't really about sam uh he's just kind of like the one that is you know in the way of britanna being britanna at this point but you know santana's about to go back off in another direction so sam does 
does have a point here. You know, Brittany is happy. Um, but I mean, it's as much as I say that Sam has a point uh, from, you know, Santana's perspective, that doesn't make it any better. She still has feelings for Brittany. She still wants to be with Brittany. And as much as he's speaking the truth for the most part right now, it's still like, OK, but I am still in love with her and I don't want to see her with somebody else. So, you know, again, that's probably more for her podcast. But uh, either way, Brittany and Sam are going to stick together. Brittany even tells Santana, you know, I like Sam and I'm not planning on breaking up with him. Like he's making me happy right now. This is just kind of where we are. So, you know, you broke up with me. This is where <laughs> this is what's going to be, you know, the, the case for now. Uh, they go to the wedding together for, you know, Will and Emma, which doesn't even happen. But Santana's going to head to New York and that's where we're at. So, uh, you know, there will be more on all of this to come when we talk about Britanna. Um, but going forward with Sam, uh, Sam is going to take up a new hobby. Uh, we get to the guilty pleasures episode and uh, Blaine is going to sneak Sam $50 to help him out because, you know, Sam uh, not always, you know, from a lot of money, uh, not ever from a lot of money. He's been taking pasta from the cafeteria, but uh, this time, don't worry. It's not about food, not about being hungry. He's actually just, you know, creating this new macaroni art that uh, he's really excited about. He even made a portrait of uh, Kurt uh, that, you know, he's really excited to show Blaine. So that's what Sam has been up to, if anybody's curious. Um, but the two of them are going to end up taking control of the Glee Club for the week because Will is out. They're going to do some Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, uh, which is a lot of fun and uh, excited to talk about that one when it comes up. But uh, it's Guilty Pleasures Week, and we are hearing, you know, Sam talk about his pretty openly eventually. He's like, you know, my guilty pleasure, Barry Manilow. And everybody kind of looks around like, Sam, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, and he, you know, Sam is going to even do some Copacabana there, which I'm sure you want to break out into song right now. Um, but Blaine is not quite as open about what his guilty pleasure is, and that is bugging Sam because he really wants to know. And we are going to find out what it is, but it takes a while for Sam to pull it out of him, which is quite the wanky statement. <laughs> wanky quite the artist i mean definitely i mean there you go right there like this is an example of something that sam is also good at besides working out okay like go to art school you know that's a that's a that's a thing it's definitely a thing but yeah uh the main focus of this um not to bury the lead for this episode is that blaine has been crushing on sam for like the past i don't know three or four episodes um and sam is not dumb he knows that this is a thing he knows that when blaine is singing uh what does he sing he, the song that you love what is he take again? a look at me now against all odds <laughs> and you coming back to me is against all odds it's the chance i've got to take take a look at me now yeah I could sense the emotion. Yeah, Sam Sam knows this. He knows. Um, and he's really, really cool with Blaine about it. Like, I mean, look, from the jump, back when they were at Bread Six after the election, Sam was like, look, I think this is a really great thing between the two of us. It's I'm glad that, you know, we can be such friends and I've never really had a, a gay bro before. And yes, in the future, it would be nice if people just didn't give a shit about that kind of thing and you didn't have to make it known. Oh, I have a gay friend and it's great. Look how progressive I am. Um, not to say that that's what Sam was really going for, but it's just nice that the two of them, you know, are able to to not have the relationship encumbered by society and bullshit and the toxic nature of McKinley High School, as we've seen it in the past. Um, yeah. And so it's no different here when Blaine is, uh, you know, sort of like coming out of the closet about his love for Sam. And Sam was like, look, I get it. Like, we're so we're so cool. I know that. Like, like I'd be I mean, offended if you weren't, <laughs> if you didn't think yeah. that was uh, a catch. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's no... But the, the thing that I find interesting about the conversation is that Sam doesn't necessarily say nothing's ever going to happen between the two of us. You know what I mean? Like, that's never explicitly said, which I always found interesting from a writing standpoint. Um, I guess it's supposed to just be, like, an unspoken thing where Sam is like, look, I know that we're friends, right? And you know that we're friends, right? So we're good. Hug it out. <laughs> yeah. And look, as I've, as I've said many times, and not just because of uh, any other reasons, it's like, I, I do think it would have... It could have been worthwhile if the two of them had shared one kiss at one point in the show. If there was just, you know, Blaine, like, finding – not finding a way that sounds, like, predatory, but just, like, like if, if there was some avenue where the two of them shared one kiss just to show how strongly Blaine feels about Sam. Just to, like, I don't know, for Blaine to get it out of his system. Maybe if they wanted to go back to what they originally had the plan for uh, Sam to be with the whole everything with Kurt at the beginning of season two. To, like, maybe just have, like, that one bit of, like, exploration. Because, uh, like – correct right that there's no man on the show that ever explored any kind of bisexuality uh blaine i guess is the only one because he was like making out with rachel in season two um but we have Brittany, who is a bisexual character and never really saw it from any of the guys so um i'm trying to like quickly thinking that is true right yeah so uh if there was like one kiss just for sam to be like let me see what happens here and then you know see it's not really for him and he goes back to Brittany or whatever then i think like i don't know i I think it would have been worthwhile um it would have given blaine i don't know maybe like some closure of some sort to be like at least sam tried and it wasn't going to work out but it's fine it's you know it doesn't it it didn't need to happen i just think it would have added an extra layer to uh this relationship and made it a little bit more you know of like i don't know better tv uh to say but it's not going to happen uh blaine is you know admitting that sam is his guilty pleasure sam is fine with it you know and they're gonna agree it doesn't have to be weird but you know that's just i guess my my spiel on blam uh as we get to like the height of of all that i don't know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I can agree with you. I mean, you've you've made this point a couple of times, and I feel like each time you make that point, I come around to it a bit more. I mean, I mean, what's the what's the harm in it? You know what I mean? Just just to sort of like you know re-exemplify the the fact that they are friends, even in like the midst of that exploration, which is not an uncommon thing amongst straight and bisexual men, like. That kind of thing happens from time to time. Like, we accept it so wholeheartedly in women, but we, like, shun away at it when we talk about men. So I would have liked to have seen something like that as well. Yeah, like, because we gave the not? opportunity for Quinn and Santana to, you know, go at it at the right. wedding night. So it was it's like... It's so you know, voyeuristic no. with the women, too, right? Like, it's so, like, ooh, like, look at the two girl-on-girl girl girl action. But when it comes to men, it's like, ew, gay. Right, and that's the thing. <laughs> that, like, like these, two, these two guys have, like, such a genuine connection. And, yeah, like, it's it's great that it's, like, the friendship or whatever. But uh, it, it could have, like, they could have, like, grown a little bit more to have it be, you know, more. Like, you're trying to get everybody uh, out there watching the show to see themselves represent represented on the show and you know uh just as far as like bisexual men being you know given something to see of themselves on there it just it didn't exist it could have existed it didn't have to be sam it could have been anybody but just this is probably the closest that i think they could have uh come to making it natural within a character that they already had but that's whatever so not happening there but sam and Brittany are going to uh continue on here in the season i mean this is kind of a ridiculous episode that we get up to with shooting star uh Brittany is going to uh be fighting with lord tubbington uh and sam is like oh you should probably sing him his favorite song uh and they say 
referencing more than words to the cat in the episode with, uh, you know, a school shooting supposedly happening. So there's that. Uh, we'll get, we haven't gotten to that in the countdown yet, so that's still to come. Um, the school shooting, you know, happens uh, that I wrote in my notes in quotation marks uh, because, you know, we know how that all goes down there. Uh, Sam is a big player in what's happening in the choir room there with Will and Coach Beast. He's like really fighting him, uh, fighting the both of them to get out of the choir room because Brittany's not in there with them. Uh, we saw that, you know, Brittany's in the bathroom. She wasn't able to get back to a classroom safely. So, you know, he's really freaked out about that, you know, worried about Brittany. Eventually they do meet back up after the coast is cleared. And, you know, he's like, I, I just couldn't stop thinking about you. Um, you know, the two, the two of them continue to like kind of hit on this point of not wanting to waste another second. Uh, and uh, I mean, Sam is really going to take it to another level here by, you know, we just, again, this episode is so ridiculous. We just had, you know, a, a potential school shooting. People are traumatized. And now Sam is going to go grab his backpack and pull out Lady Tubbington to give to Brittany so that they can start a family together. And I just wish I could say this all in some kind of coherent, like, this is the story. But this episode does not provide any of that for me. They sang to one cat. There was a school shooting. They were freaking out about it. It's such a real life topic. And next thing you know, he's pulling out Lady Tubbington to try to make them all happier again. I, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, it's it's very wacky and very strange. And the, I mean, he finds the like he doesn't even find the cat from like a reputable location. Like right, it's like he finds like it in an alley. And I didn't even know that Lamo, Ohio had alleyways for cats to even it's linger just, in. This is so. all ridiculous. And then the, the next episode too is everything with uh, his his smarter twin brother Evan Evans shows up. So they are just taking this part of the show or this part of the, the season and they're like, all right, let's give Sam the most ridiculous, like LOL kind of content. Let's make the audience laugh. And that's, let's make them... that's why it's so hard to take the Shooting Star episode seriously, even during during the episode. Like, don't get me wrong. There are moments where you get it, right? But then to then trivialize the trauma afterwards by him comedically switching back between Sam and Evan. It's just so strange. It's just, it's just very strange. And not to say that people don't handle trauma differently. Well, I'm no, sure that's, they that do, is the but next this was episode, clearly, but... this was clearly for, I know it's the next episode, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, it's, it, it doesn't, yeah, while, it doesn't build a case. Right. right. It doesn't really build a case for shooting star when in the very next episode, you're make, you're sort of, going for comedy out of it like it's like it's yeah. you can't have it both ways you either need to have a, an all-in full-on you know serious episode that has repercussions or or you don't you know and mm -hmm. that's kind of all there is for those two episodes with him yeah, Sam is just kind of turning into some comedic relief here at the end of the season. I guess there's not a lot specifically happening with him uh, as we wind down on season four. You know, the lights go out there in, in that episode and lights out and Sam's like, oh, it's a zombie apocalypse. It's like, OK, cool. Um, and uh, we also get like just I mean, as much as I, you know, had to comment on it for Artie, uh, I have to comment on it for Sam here with that idiotic line where Ryder is opening up about, you know, what happened in his childhood. And uh, Sam is, you know, being an idiot, telling Ryder he should be proud about the fact that that happens. So um, I don't know. I still have a hard time with both uh, Sam and Artie in that line of like, why did we need to do that? Why did we need to put that on these two characters to say something so stupid? Um, but they did, and we have to live with it. Um, but unless you have anything else there, uh, season four closes out with Blaine getting ready to propose to Kurt, wanting Sam to be his best man. Brittany gets home from MIT. She's been gone for actually a couple of episodes since the school shooting, and uh, she's in a weird mood. She's actually going to break up with Sam in front of the entire club via text. Uh, 
<laughs> very embarrassingly for Sam. Uh, but Brittany's having another Brittany meltdown. She uh, Sam is going to call Santana for some help. Uh, who's going to come home and you know kind of make it all better for Brittany? Um, and you know, time for Brittany to say goodbye. She was granted early admission to MIT, so she's going to give her goodbye speeches. You know, she mentions how much she's going to miss Sam, even though she did break up with him in a very embarrassing way. But you know. The end of of Bram here as uh, not the end of of Blam, the end of Bram. Uh, Blaine has got, you know, his own plans that he's working up to start into season five where he really wants uh, Sam's help for all that. But, uh, you know, time to say goodbye to Sam and Brittany. Yeah, it's a breakup text. (laughs) It's just so horrible. It's so mean. But uh, he's obviously aware that she's dealing with something. He calls up Santana. Santana comes, gets it out of her. Brittany's up out of here going to MIT. She's been accepted. She's a mathematical genius. Um, and it's a beautiful scene with Brittany saying goodbye to everyone. Um, and it's a really special moment between uh, her and Sam. She has, in her very own quirky, word, quirky way, really kind words to say about Sam and the time that she spent with him. So bye, Brittany. Bye, Bram. And I just wish we were moving On to the next anything girl. better. I wish, I wish, and that's that's exactly what I'm getting at. I wish we were going into anything that I cared about more because, uh, like, just even as I was writing notes about Nurse Penny, as I'm preparing to talk about Nurse Penny, I'm like, I just could not care less. I could not care less about Nurse Penny or anything that happens here, which is going to go on for, what, like three episodes when all that gets started. So I just, I, I still don't understand why we had to do that. Just to, like, I don't know if that actress was somebody that they were just dying to get on the show. I have no idea, but it's still... Anytime I remember, you know, Sam was in a relationship or had something going on. Yes. With all of those New Directions girls uh, and Nurse Penny. Yeah. <laughs> and Nurse Penny. <laughs> Got to get that health care any way you can, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's season four for you with Sam. That's that, that's that's it. Yeah. Well, to get into season five with the Nurse Penny, I guess we have to talk about it. Uh, Sam is, you know, really excited. His best friend is going to propose to the love of his life, and he's supporting him all the way. Uh, he's like, you know, who so who takes the last name? Who, you know, all these questions, trying to be supportive. Uh, they're going to, you know, gather all of the different show choirs up to sing uh, Help, uh, trying to get Blaine uh, the best proposal of a lifetime. And, uh, you know, he does propose. They, you know, get engaged. He's very happy, yada, yada, yada. Um, as senior year is starting to, you know, wind down, here at the beginning of season five going into this you know home stretch for uh the seniors uh tina and sam and uh tina and tina sam uh, blaine Artie, all of that group is going to be focused on a lot uh tina has been in a, in a bad mood uh because you know she's all sad about all this stuff uh the guys are going to offer themselves up as prom dates tina is going to choose sam but sam is not going to end up going to prom with tina because uh he was not nominated for prom king uh tina was nominated for prom queen and she's you know going to go off about how she needs to make sure that she has the best shot at winning so she's not going to end up going to prom with Sam Um, but yeah this is pretty much where we're going to end up meeting Nurse Penny who is going to end up being Sam's date at the prom Uh, you know they all have to get vaccinated there at the school which yeah pretty timely here Uh, and Sam goes in to get his shot from Nurse Penny but he's too scared he backs out that's where he sings something to her uh, which we heard in the countdown on part one Um, and yeah Penny almost gets fired Sam ends up saving her her job and uh, you know we're really just supposed to fall for these two as a couple takes and, uh, a needle to a the ass it's not doing anything for me <laughs> not at all it's stupid it's so stupid not to mention completely inappropriate even if he is a senior and 18 years old it's just not like she's a member of the staff she worked at the school she should not be dating the student like it's so stupid what is going on 
Mm-hmm. And why is his hair so long in the span of like what a month? <laughs> Season five uh, in the beginning is a mess. It's really a mess. Yeah, yeah, and his hair too. Like that's a great point. I mean, we're gonna see when he gets to New York and he cuts it. But like, I don't know who, like, where this Sam came from. Uh, you know, Court Overstreet. I guess just in the time between, uh, you know, growing out his hair, and they were just like, all right, let's just, you know. It's fine. You don't have to cut it. Uh, let's just let's just turn Sam into uh, I don't know a, a different version of himself that it's even you know impossible to recognize. Um, so Sam and Nurse Penny are kind of growing uh, you know more fond of each other. Uh, especially you know you get to Akadi or Agaga where uh, the you know Sam is like getting deep into the assignment of the week with trying to make sure that their performance goes well, which it does not because of Marley. Uh, but the whole meanwhile he's pretty much chasing Nurse Penny down to try to get her to uh, to come watch the performance. They end up watching the Katie's together and, uh, you know, maybe agreeing to go on a further date. I don't, I don't remember, but, um, you know, he's just really trying to uh, make that happen with her. Yeah. Really trying to convince her that he is into all of this hardcore stuff. Meanwhile, he's got a poster of true Jackson VP up in his locker and he's just simply not about that life, but he, he does his best to convince her that he is, um, really gives his all into the applause performance, even goes so far as to put out a, a promo uh, for the entire school to see on their laptops. It's, you know, when Sam is committed, he's committed. I just don't know why he's so committed for a nurse that he just met a week ago. Like, is it that serious, bruh? Can't be mm-hmm. that serious. Yeah, no, it's it's really not that serious. And uh, I mean, I, I know it's Sam's character podcast, and I wish that I, uh, you know, was... Uh, I don't know, more wanting to give more about this since it, I guess, is part of his story, but I really just don't have much else uh, on Sam and Nurse Penny. It's not going to last very long, of course, as, uh, you know, we're going to go forward into uh, just uh, anything else. But yeah, um, so Sam, Nurse Penny, glad glad we did it. Um, I did brush over the quarterback, or not brush over, but kind of scooted past it to keep the Nurse Penny together. But um, as we saw, the quarterback, of course, takes place, the tribute to Finn. Um, and, you know, we didn't talk much about Sam and Finn's friendship throughout, I think, what we've had so far. But I think it's kind of because it doesn't get highlighted as much as you would have thought looking back on it. You know, we know that they were good friends. Finn was the one who recruited him. Um, But especially like in this quarterback episode, Puck is the one who takes the role of like the grieving best friend kind of spot there. Um, So Sam is going to get a song. You know, he sings with Artie Fire and Rain, but we don't get to like see much of like how he's affected by it necessarily. It's not really until season six where he's going to kind of reference Finn a lot while he's the new football coach uh, that we get to hear more about like, I guess, the impact that Finn had on him. But um, you know, we, we do know how close that they were. Yeah, um, the producers kind of scoot over it as well. I mean, we don't really get to see too much uh, with Sam so uh, because, you know, they wanted to spend a little bit more time on the people that actually uh, were more involved in with Finn at, during his time on the show, although we do get to sort of return to Finn, how he felt, or Sam and how he felt about Finn towards the end of the season with the, uh, the Nationals episode. So there is that. There's that mm-hmm. at least. Yes, of, of, for, of course, that one as well, yeah. But before we get there, though, Sam and Blaine are thinking about moving out. Where? To good old NYC, because why not? Why not? Blaine has decided, of course, that he would like to follow his uh, fiance to NYC and go to Niata. And Sam has thought a lot about male modeling uh, because he's had an idea as a kid that he wanted to have his junk on the side of a bus. And so he's going to try and make that make that come true. <laughs> so him and Sam, I guess, 
take a couple of days off of school. I don't know if this is like during school. Is it over the weekend? I don't know. I'm not it really sure. It seems like it's during here. the school week. I mean, it does because they go back to McKinley and they're not there. So yeah, I guess they just. Which I mean, it's not unheard of. Like people would go on college visits at you know random times, and I don't think I don't know if it was like an excused. Uh, absence or anything in school i don't remember uh i never did anything like that myself but you know it's not like they're not in school for you know a stupid reason uh whatever they're actually you know working towards figuring out what they're doing next so yeah it's a nice trip that they take to new york with uh moving out singing anthony song there um they arrive and they greet their friends in the bushwick apartment so you know the gang's all back together here um but then sam goes for his interview and uh that doesn't go quite as nicely as you might have hoped that it would uh giving some pretty weird wacky reasons as to why he wants to go there offending the interviewer multiple times during the uh, the the uh interview oh so you're black do you know mercedes jones mm, you yeah so, um, so sam is racist <laughs> <laughs> quite the look there for sam evans he's trying to yeah uh get a hold of his future yeah so i mean rachel um is gonna give him some lunch later on and you know try to just give him some encouragement like look like maybe maybe the college thing isn't for you like if you want to get into modeling i mean there 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 is a way that we can maybe make that happen we can get you some photos and yeah so rachel is really really kind here she actually sets up a nice little photo shoot because she uh has a photographer that's working on funny girl as well uh invites her over to the apartment strips sam down oils up his body gets the the fan going gets the hair blowing in the wind gets some really really good shots and creates a quick portfolio for Sam to then go on a, on a go-see, as Tyra Banks would call it on ATM. And he actually goes to see Tyra Banks, otherwise known as Bichette or Bichet, however it's pronounced. Bichet, yeah, I think it just depends on how we're feeling that day. But yeah, he's got that appointment <laughs> with her. Uh, he, you know, he shows up and uh, Miss Tyra Banks is like, oh, I really like your look. You know, your vacant stare, your trouty mouth. Your eyes. We have that so on like my roster. Cow's oh, eyes. In your mouth. It's kind of trouty. Yes, that's it. (laughs) That's trouty mouth. But, you know, it's a hard business to crack into. She's going to let him know about that. And Sam's like, you know, he's up for the challenge, but uh, you know, I don't think he's expecting what's to come next. As she tells him, all right, so, uh, you know, we'll see if we can make something happen here, but you probably need to drop like 10 pounds. And uh, that's not really going to help uh, with, you know, the issues that we've seen that Sam has dealt with uh, up to this point of just, you know, always being concerned about his body and always feeling like there is, you know, feeling like he's got more body fat than he would like and whatnot. So that's not exactly what, uh, you know, he wanted to hear. Uh, so he goes back home uh, or he goes back to Rachel's place and whatever. And uh, he's you know going to end up deciding that he's not going to eat much, if anything at all, which obviously they're going to advise him not to do. But he's insisting he has to. So, uh, you know, that's really not great. Um, but they're going to head back home and, you know, not really go too far deep into this for now. Uh, just the idea here is that both Blaine and Sam, you know, go back to Ohio. They seem to have figured out what they want to do. Uh, Blaine killed it at the Niata audition. So, you know, imagine that he's probably going to get in there. And Sam is uh, really interested in pursuing this modeling dream of his. So that is uh, seeming to be the plan in a couple of episodes from now when we say goodbye to them at McKinley. So there's that. Yeah. They, uh, they, they, Sam's like, he's, he's figured a few things out, which is always nice. Like to, when you find something that you might be interested in and then you start working towards it, that's always a really good feeling. So I'm glad that, um, he's not in the same place that he was in season four, which seems like (laughs) last school year at this point. Um, and he's got a bit of direction Mm -hmm. going. Shout out to Rachel. I mean, sure. But, 
<laughs> uh, end of uh, senior year again is approaching and the trio is going to spend some last minute quality time together. Uh, they do that jump and jump in performance. Tina is just going to break down crying at every opportunity, seeing them try on their graduation robes. And uh, just, you know, every time that they talk about the fact that they're almost at the end, Tina's crying, Sam and Blaine still BFFs. All of them are still trying to, you know, make some last minute memories with the overnight lock in. Uh, you know, they sing some don't you forget about me there getting into crazy antics all around the school. Uh, Becky's going to show up and distract Blaine and Sam is going to, uh, again, I hate to say it this way, but check off another box as he is going to go make out with Tina Cohen Chang in a classroom to make those last minute memories with your BFFs on the way out. Uh, Blaine gets really upset. We talked about this before uh, many times and, you know, we still have Blaine's podcast coming up, but, um, you know, ends up all being okay at the end. Uh, Tina and Sam both uh, apologizing profusely for what happened there, insisting it was a one time thing, uh, both pretty much offending each other a lot throughout the episode of like, oh, I don't even think she's good looking anyway. And Tina's like, yeah. And I so, you know, what a dynamic between the two of them. But again, I really got to make those last minute memories to head off to uh, the future with. What a stud, man. What a stud. Just getting all the girls. You know what I always forget about Court Overstreet, not Sam in particular, that he dated Emma Watson. I always forget that. And then I like see something online about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened. Interesting. Yeah, that did happen. Very interesting. Um, Emma Watson, I feel like I haven't heard from in a couple of months, but that's another story. I know, right? I know, right? But yeah, um, they, they they implore Blaine that this was just a one-time thing. It wasn't supposed to be taken seriously. Blaine is upset still, but they are they ultimately are able to 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 come back together and not kiss and make up. Thankfully, just make up. <laughs> yes, excluding Artie once and for all by pushing him away in the wheelchair. I mean, it's kind of fucked up that, like, Blaine pushes him away in his wheelchair and then gets on Tina in the very next episode for doing the exact same thing by accident. <laughs> yep, uh, RDA. Double Abrams. standard uh, of it all. Yes. Um, so, you know, they're all, uh, you know, winding down here. Uh, we're going to go to City of Angels, where this is a, a pretty big Sam episode. Uh, you know, when you look at the whole picture here, uh, it starts off with uh, with Sam and and Mr. Shu as they're in Will's office. And Will's going to tell him that he's really counting on him as they approach this upcoming Nationals performance. Yeah. So uh, Mr. Shu is really going to rely on Sam to be the, the leader um, of the Glee Club. Because I guess it's not Blaine anymore. I guess I don't know. But um, uh, he you know reminds Sam about why Finn even recruited Sam in the first place, and you know you really have to sort of like live up to what Finn believed you would be for this club, um, and not only just back in season two, but also in season four as well. So um, he really tries his best to rally the troops and. They are able to flesh out the rest of the team by adding on those Cheerios, which were part of this emotional ass performance that really should not have even been there to begin with, but it's fine. It's fine. Anything to get that number 12. Even in the midst of some fuckery from a throat explosion, we got John Baptiste and uh, the rest of his Glee Club coming in to antagonize the New Directions um, at Nationals, stealing the Finn plaque, all sorts of stuff, um, because they just want to get inside their head and make sure that they don't win. Um, but Sam has to be the one that sort of is like, you know what? Screw those guys. I'm pissed off just like you guys are. But I mean, we have we have Finn to do this for. We also have Carol to do this for. Like she's gonna be here at the performance. Like we have to do this. And this episode is really about him, you know, coming to his own as a leader um, and remembering Finn for who he was. Yeah, that's the role that uh, you know uh, that Will is just reminding him that like 
he knows that he's capable of uh, stepping up to that spot and being that person for the rest of the Glee Club and, and for Finn and for anybody else. And, you know, it does end up putting a whole world of pressure on Sam that uh, hard to say if he was prepared for it or not. Like, this isn't something that I think Sam would naturally put himself into, but they're trying to, you know, encourage him and say, you know, you are able to do this. Like you are capable of being uh, that guy for us. So, you know, when the time comes and he has to step up to the plate, the Finn plaque gets taken, you know, he's really going to go to bat with, uh, with John Baptiste and try to be like, like, you know, get in his face. He jumps off the bus to be like, I know you took the plaque, give it back to us now. Like you look like he was about to punch him in the face, but Blaine is going to, you know, pull him back onto the bus and be like, dude, it's not worth it. Let's focus on this. You know, we know that Finn's here with us, uh, regardless of the plaque or not. So let's focus. Let's get this performance in. Let's do, you know, what we got to do. So they dedicate that set list to Finn. Yeah, it's obviously the very emotional one that, of course, uh, everybody knows I'm a big fan of. Um, And, you know, you get that really like the, the part of it that I think gets me the most uh, you know, looking back at all of it is the very end when, you know, they finish uh, with still haven't found what I'm looking for. And Bla- uh, Sam is going to take the two, you know, Finn drumsticks and, you know, uh, you know, push him high into the air while everybody, you know, does the fist thing in the air. Um, so that's like the part that is, uh, I don't know, like the big emotional clincher for me at the end of that. Um, obviously, it doesn't end up going too well for them. They finish second. Uh, not that that's horrible, but, you know, they were going for first. Uh, so they're all pretty disappointed coming back. Sam especially, because he feels like, you know, he was trying to be the leader. He was trying to get them all uh, to do well and succeed. And, you know, they're coming back feeling like they failed, especially, you know, he's talking to Carol and he feels like he let her down and he let Finn down. And- And, you know, she's going to reassure him and be like, oh, honey, like, absolutely not. Finn would have been disappointed just like you guys are. But he would have been so proud about how hard you tried. You guys gave it your all. Uh, There's nothing more you could have done to, you know, to make it better. You just, you know, that's just the way that the cards fell this time. But, um, you know, sad that Sam was not able to, you know, secure that win while he was trying so hard. But his overall task of, you know, trying to be that person for all of them. I don't think anybody would deny that he was, you know, that, that they felt like, you know, Sam was kind of leading the way. Um, and you know, it probably, uh, I don't know, like, wh- what would you say? Would you say that Sam is a better or worse leader than Finn and Rachel were? Uh, I mean, I don't think that we really have enough, you know, time with Sam to really even make that kind of decision, you know, like Finn and Rachel were there from the get go. Um, Sam was not, and this is sort of like the only time where he sort of even had to exact some sort of leadership other than, you know, I guess getting the new directions back into the competition. Um, but I chalked that up to story storytelling and not so much yeah, character fair. development for Sam. So, yeah. It's just um, a good showing here. Yeah, it's a good showing. It does feel a, little bit, a bit lopsided. I, I always wonder why does it have to be Sam and only Sam? Like, why does Mr. Shu put all that pressure on just Sam? Like, why couldn't it have been a thing for the seniors? because all of them knew Finn, um, and, you know, but, I mean, fine. It's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, to wind down for real, I think I've said to wind down about ten times, if anybody's keeping track at home, um, but the end here of what we are talking about today, it's time to graduate. Blaine got into Niata. Sam is very happy for him. Of course, Sam and Blaine and Artie are all heading to New York uh, after the graduation here. They want Tina to come as well, and she's planning on it, uh, or she agrees to, but then, of course, ends up getting into Brown, so that's not going to happen, um, but they're all going to go on to graduate. The Glee Club is officially over. Everybody is obviously upset about it, but what are you going to do? The seniors are moving on. 
on to bigger and better things. Uh, Brittany as well, who comes back to walk across the stage with them uh, in a very nice moment there. But that's it, really. Uh, Blaine and Sam, the the friends here, are moving on to uh, to head off to New York. And that is where we are going to pick up in the part three of this Sam Evans podcast, which... Uh, yeah, still uh, not surprised, but also surprised that there is still so much to talk about with Sam. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got quite the bit of material. I mean, it's so it's so lopsided for the latter half. You know what I mean? But he's also he's not like a Marley or a writer that show up and then leave. He's like there so much in the in the later series, but was also there in the beginning, too. So it's like it just feels kind of weird that there's more to talk about. But y'all know I love the NYC era, so I'm always down to talk about that. N Y C. We got to get Sam a haircut ASAP, so we're going to work on that. And yes, uh, yeah, but for now, we will uh, transition over to the countdown of more Sam songs as we've got up today songs number 11 through 20. We already did the, uh, the bottom 10. Now we're here at the middle section. So let's get on into it with uh, starting with, of course, uh, song number 20. Need somebody help, not just anybody help. You know I need someone help. When I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed anybody's help in any way. But now these days are gone, I'm not so self-assured. And now I find I've changed my mind and opened up the doors. This is actually one of the better songs to me from the Beatles episode. Maybe it's because it's a song that I know uh, outside of uh, the, the worlds of Glee, but um, I don't know. It's not like, uh, you know, Sam is the star of this one, but uh, Blaine and Sam and their voices blending together uh, here to get some help to recruit uh, other people to uh, help with the uh, engagement, the uh, proposal. Yeah, let's just run all around Ohio, because not even just Lima, but all around Ohio to get all of these glee clubs that probably don't even know who the fuck Kurt is, because this is after Kurt has already graduated, <laughs> to help him in this proposal. The uh, the concept is wacky. The performance is fun, though, full of lots of energy and, uh, and that very uh particular brand of lighting that season five brings to the to the plate so yes um it's fine it's fine i i'm i struggle so hard with all of these beatles songs and i feel so bad about it but yeah hey whatever it's fine. <laughs> we get through them. No, I th- I, this is uh, generally like one of my favorites from that episode. I think that most of my favorite of the Glee Beatles songs are the ones that Blaine's in. I think his voice just ends up working naturally for it. But also, I just like Mr. Darren Chris's voice. So that's just another story. Uh, but there is number 20, Sam and Blaine with a duet of Help in season five, episode one. And we move on to uh, song number 19, 19 out of 30 on the countdown. 
She's mine. I feel like we've gotten a little bit of uh, I don't even know if it's like we've gotten flack. We've just gotten like a couple of comments lately. Uh, I've seen on Twitter and whatnot about people that are like really into this song. And I know that personally, I've never given it like that, you know, stamp of me being like, oh, I love this song because it's just never one that stuck with me. Um, I think I really st- I-, I need to like sit down with it a little bit more. Somebody had tweeted us to a uh, recently. I'm sorry. I don't remember the uh, name of who this was but um they were like you have to listen to like the full version of it not just you know watching it uh the like the studio version is like really nice and yeah their voices sound really nice together um i don't know what it is that i guess never quite clicked with me i guess maybe just not knowing the song but uh you know season four here make no mistake she's mine no i completely agree it's never been a song that's lasted or had a lasting impact on me either um they sound beautiful they always are going to sound beautiful but yeah i, I don't return to the song I don't know. I don't know what it is about it either. I don't know if it's because I didn't necessarily know it beforehand, or I don't think it's that because there are plenty of songs that I hear for the first time on Glee that I'm like, yes. So I don't know. It just doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's like the context in which it is. You know, we find it like I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> but it's fine. I, don't know. I, I do th- uh, think that there's room for this to grow on me because they do sound great. Um, so there's number 19. And let's move on to another season four song for number 18. And this one's more of a solo. Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl with yellow feathers in her hair. The dress cut down to there she would merengue and do the cha-cha and while she tried to be a star tony always tended bar across the crowded floor they worked from eight to four they were young and they had each other who could ask for more at the copa like the song i know that at the copa copacabana the hottest spot north of havana yes i love this song <laughs> this is my jam this is my fucking jam we Does were talking about too high too low um, number uh, 18 <laughs> it's a little low for me but i get it i get it like not everybody you know <laughs> likes cheesy ass Copacabana so I understand why it's sort of lower but I would have I personally would have placed it higher I mean we were talking about how we don't necessarily have any signature Sam songs I think this is definitely a signature Sam song for me so this is a song that I return to Maybe it just suffers from season four-ness or not season four because I like season four, but just uh, this part of you know the back half of the show that gets a little bit forgotten over time. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't stand out that way to me, but maybe it's just because this song isn't one that, you know, stuck with me. But um, 
I don't think it's bad by any means. I think it's a lot of fun, especially watching the full the full performance of it uh, in that guilty pleasures episode. Like the uh, the comparison of like this is Sam's guilty pleasure, and then Blaine goes to sing about his guilty pleasure, singing against all odds, and like this deep raw emotional track that he's got there. So it's just very funny the comparison between these two. Um, but there it is at number eighteen, Copacabana, and uh, number seventeen again from season four. I wish I could swim Like the dolphins Like dolphins can swim Though nothing Nothing will keep us together We can beat them Forever and ever Oh, we can be heroes Just for one day not have to show up in the song and just show Sam up like that but like that's what that's what happens um it's crazy to me that like you know and I really don't mean to like knock Cord Overstreet as, as like a singer as a vocalist because I do think he's talented but like I don't know I guess if I'm just sitting here comparing Darren Chris and Cord Overstreet I think Darren Chris has the edge um so it's just crazy to me that like Darren Chris hasn't gone through with having like a full-on music career like he's done so much more acting I feel like in recent years but I feel like He's got the chops, and I don't know. Um, either way, this is uh, your number 17 song, Heroes. Um, yeah, uh, this is a good one. Uh, and it, it happens at a really cool time in their relationship as well. This is the dynamic duet it's episode right after he got done convincing Blaine to stay. Um, yeah, no, they, I mean, there's quite a few Blaine duet or Blam duets, and this is probably one of my more favorite ones, so... Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm kind of shocked that it's this low. I thought that this would have been, because it's such a popular song outside of Glee as well, I thought that it probably would have been in the top, but alas, no. Yeah, um, I I don't know. It's uh, it, it actually would have been a little bit higher in the audience side of things than it is, so I guess maybe I dragged it down. I don't know what you would have given this song. I think I probably gave it, guessing I gave it a three, you gave it a four, is uh, what it looks like from my calculations here, but um, I don't know. I like it. It's just not my favorite, 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 favorite. <laughs> All right. There's All right. Uh, there's number 17. Let's keep on moving to number 16, which is, guess what? From season four. Stand in 
And if we go someplace to dance, I know that there's a chance you won't be leaving with me. And afterwards, we drop into a quiet little place and have a drink or two. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like I love you. I can see it in your eyes that you despise the same old lies you heard the night before. And though it's just a line to you from me, it's true and it never seems so right before. I practice every day to find some clever lines to say to make the meaning come through. Really pleasantly surprised about this one landing here uh, where it did. I would have expected this one to be a little lower, but uh, squeaked it out here to be number 16 on the countdown. Brittany and Sam, something stupid. I love this song. I'm glad that it's on the higher end. I would have loved it in the top 10, but um, I love this song. I think it's so cute and so sweet, and I love the harmonies. I love it. I agree. I, think I love it. Good. I think it's good. I think the audience, let's see, where did the audience have it? They had it a little bit lower, not much. Um, so, you know, there's that. But no, I like the song. I uh, I have grown to appreciate it even more just with, uh, yeah, the harmonies with these two. And it's just kind of comes out of nowhere. It's unexpected. And the fact that it's Britney and Sam singing a song called Something Stupid. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like I love you. Yeah, this is fun. It's a fun. It's a fun one, definitely. All right, all right. We're gonna break away from season four for a bit as we move on to a different song in uh, number fifteen. Not from season four, uh, if everybody can handle that kind of thing. All right, number fifteen. I know you care to shower never and I'll be there you want my love you want my heart and we will never this is actually a really good song a weird love Sam's face and how serious he is during this song like I, I don't know if you were watching the video or not but just the fact like he uh, during this performance he's like not smiling very much he's just looking so serious uh like he's trying to you know I guess win over Quinn a little bit but also just he's into the song I don't know uh the Justin Bieber experience is getting going here with uh some uh, Justin Biebs uh baby there I mean he's butchering the dance moves but apart from that 
I guess, guys, like, this would have been low on my list. Like, I don't remember what I gave this, but I don't think, I don't I hate this song, but, like, I prefer the Justin Bieber version, to be honest. And you know what? It just doesn't, like, fit his voice that well for me. This is this is where we uh, are, I guess, opposite again, because uh, as Copacabana, you would have looked at as a Sam, like, you know, a Sam song. I look at this as like a Sam song. Like, this is like one that I. Oh, remember. this is definitely this is definitely a Sam song. Definitely. But it's I mean, just I not like it, too. So Sam there's the song. added factor for that. <laughs> uh, I, I'll take the uh, baby Biebs version of baby over i mean i think day. i would too like you know if i can only have one for the rest of my life i'm going original i'm going bieber but i'm still happy to have the uh the glee uh, uh version of it because i do think sam does something fun with it uh you know uh, you know I, I i enjoy it so uh there is sam at number 15 season two singing baby but uh, we couldn't break away from season four for too long as we are right back here uh, with a song uh, number 14 out of 30 on the countdown. Here we go. Saying I love you is not the words I want to hear from you. It's not that I want you not to say, but if Uh, more Than Words here at uh, number 14, the other Britney and Sam song from season four. Um, again, I guess I'm kind of surprised to see it make it this high. Uh, not that I don't like it at all. I actually really like this song and it's grown on me a lot over time. Um, but I don't know. I guess I didn't realize that uh, everybody else was on a similar page. I love this song. Um, I was obsessed with it when it uh, when the Glee version came out. I just, uh, yeah, I just bangs with this song. <laughs> I love the harmonies once again. Um, another Bram duet. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's a wacky performance because she's singing to her cat. Um, so I'm kind of shocked that it's this high. I would have expected this to be a lower one, but I love this song. So I'm glad that yeah, it's... Yeah, I would have expected it to be a little closer bit lower, too. the top. Yeah. Maybe it was me. <laughs> Um, no, I, I definitely like this one. Um, this is a weird time to uh, talk about what I'm about to talk about, but I need you to go to Cordover Street's Instagram and take a look at his story. Because, uh, you know, as we're going through the songs, casually just me scrolling through Instagram, looking at some stuff, and uh, I see Cordover Street's story, which uh, today he already had posted some things about Glee. But you need to go to the third slide of Cord's story, and I am, like, shook at what I'm looking at here. Tell me when you got it up. Ew, it's a wig? <laughs> what we're looking at here is uh, on the on Cord's Instagram story today, so obviously not the same day you guys are listening to this. Don't go looking for it. But uh, he's what got a little like mannequin fuck? head with, with, with a bit of Sam 
hair on a on a hair piece here. Um, I don't imagine this is what he was wearing the whole time, but uh, the caption here he wrote is that time we had to do reshoots. So I guess after he had already had his hair cut for that part of season five and going forward, uh, they needed to put the old hair back on his head. What the... I don't want to. I can't stop looking at it, but I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> I love. I love when they when they give to, give us gifts in the middle of a, uh, a podcast. I'm talking about Sam Evans, and Cord is out here on his Instagram story finding his old Sam wig with all the hair is in a. Uh, it's in in the man bun, like exactly what you would picture it at the end of season uh, five before he goes to New York. Not the end of season five in that midpoint spot. Uh, like that's what this hair is. I'll take a picture of it so that I can you know tweet it out one day in case anybody misses it, but. Wild. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Delete. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I was so shook that that just randomly popped up as, you know, we're getting to the end of this uh, part two podcast today. It's like, we're, not just like that we're talking about Sam, but like we're in the exact spot where we're talking about this part of Sam's character. Crazy stuff. What a world. All right. While we process this, let's uh, listen to the next song on the countdown here. Number 13. Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? Just like me, they long to be close to you. Why do stars fall down from the sky every time you walk by? Just like me, they long to be close to you. On the day that you were born, the angels got together and decided to create a dream come true. So they sprinkled moon dust in your hair of golden starlight in your eyes of blue. That is why all the boys in town follow you all around, just like me. All right, season six, Sam Evans there singing to Mercedes about how they long to be close to you. I love this song. It has such a pretty melody, such a pretty melody. Um, and he 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 sings it pretty well as well. I I I'm a fan of this a lot. Um, do you know the song outside of Glee? I do yes, know the do. song. This is the Barbacrack episode. Of course right. I do. I, I don't. I forgot that that was the episode, and then I realized it, and then I was like, that was a stupid <laughs> question, but I already asked it. I, I don't know it. Sorry. Um, but I still think it's good. It's just, uh, you know, it's, uh, whatever. Just my reaction that I've had to many Sam songs at this point. It's good, but yeah. <laughs> Anything else? I fucks with it. No, I mean, I... I, no, I just I just like the song a lot. <laughs> okay. Well, I have no more to say about it, but there's Sam Solo from season six. They long to be close to you as he tries to uh, get a little closer back to Mercedes, but it's not really happening here for you in season six at the moment. Sorry, Sammy. All right, number 12. Step to where you are, step to the beat of my heart. I don't need 
Somebody to love. Uh, there it is. Uh, number 12, season two. Sam closing out the Justin Bieber experience here, all in this one section of the countdown. But uh, there it is. See, I don't mind this cover so much. This one's pretty good to me. I like this one a lot more than, than Baby. Baby to me just felt just a little, I don't know. I don't know. It just felt a little too contrived, I guess. But this one is, is hitting me with the energy that I need. I'm a fan. Yeah, you got all four guys up on the stage, Artie, uh, Sam, Mike, and Puck, given the uh, the Bieber experience. All the girls are going wild in the audience, uh, or at least all of the New Directions girls. Um, and uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're feeling themselves with this performance, and the chalk flying everywhere. Uh, lands here at number 12, and we have one more song in this countdown today before we move on to the top 10 in the next podcast. So... Let's close it out. I wish I had played that game with you where I give you a song and tell you, you know, to guess when it's going to come up because now there's no stakes on this one. But it's okay. Uh, number 11, final song of the day. You put the boom, boom into my heart. You send my soul sky high when your loving starts. A jitterbug into my brain. It goes a bang, bang, bang till my feet do the same. But something's bugging me. Something ain't right. My best friend told me. me up yes before you go go just just wake me up all right um number 11 on the countdown for sam evans songs is the duet from guilty pleasures with blaine and you know the glee club backing them up as well uh for some fun times here as uh we await the news of blaine's deep love for sam (laughs) yeah this is a really fun number it's so fun so colorful such high energy Season four, they really, no wonder Santana and, or Naya, I should say, and uh, Chris and Leah were so jealous of the season four Glee Club because they got to do so many fun numbers, so many, and this is one of them. I love this song. I love this performance. Uh, Definitely a good one for Sam. Yeah, and this is like a, uh, this is like a closing episode number at the top of the episode. So they opened the episode with all this energy. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. I love this one a lot, too. Uh, I play this one very often in uh, the playlists as it comes up for season four songs. So um, glad to see it here towards the top of the list. Did not crack the top 10, but that's okay. Still a lot of good songs to get up to with the top 10 songs for Sam Evans, which we will do in part three next up in your feed as we talk about Sam in his New York era 
time and uh, going into season six when he's going to return to McKinley and close out his story. So lots more to get to with Sam. As mentioned, he's got a uh, pretty big, uh, pretty big agenda of things to talk about. So we'll get all to that next time. That is all that I have for today. So thank you guys for checking out part two and uh, we will see you in part three. And uh, unless Amon, you have anything else on your end. No, I think that's it for me. That's it for me. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure that you are following us. And uh, we will be back, of course, with the rest of Sam's story arc and all sorts of stuff. So, in the meantime, if that's it, we will see you guys.